don't know what else. What else are we supposed to talk about? Have you been watching the new Twilight Zone? Absolutely not. Did you did you get uh, CBS All Access? Yeah. It sucks. What? It, CBS All Access is easily the worst streaming uh, option uh, out there. Easily. I, I think they don't have enough content to like, ooh, I'm going to pay for this. Oh, yeah. But again, it's, we it's got a free for a month. It's all fucking old oh. bullshit. And what's, what kills me is it's bold bullshit with tons of gaps. Like you'll try to watch something and you'll miss like four or five episodes in a row because they wouldn't pay for fucking a Meshock Taylor guest appearance on a show and some bullshit like that. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's terrible. So yeah, uh, uh, I, I mean, we we got it, and I watched both seasons. Of Discover first one was be- first season was better than the second season. Yeah, I've heard that. I watched all of Picard. I loved Picard till the ending. I, I never. It, we and talked it, about it a little bit where I I watched it up until they finally got off the planet Earth, and then I never got back yeah. to it. I got tied up with other bullshit. So uh, I I enjoyed. I thought it was great until the very end. It's one of those that just I don't want to say that they shit the bed, but pretty damn close. And then one day I was kind of like, well, let me see. Let me watch one episode of the Twilight Zone because I had the old Twilight Zone. I watched a couple of the old ones i'm like oh man i forgot how good this show was that i really liked oh yeah uh and i really liked it but it's definitely for the woke people oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah like because I, I so me and uh Fryho watched a couple of episodes and he was like he wasn't interested because some of the guys he follows were just bashing the shit out of it and i said that's funny because the people i follow fucking love the shit out of it so i watched it and it's definitely for the woke crowd mm-hmm. um but i mean again this all came out a year ago and to watch it now it's like holy shit man like it was it definitely was a cool moment. I, I enjoyed them. It, it was at least a hair, 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 yeah, There's a couple of that really stand out. And um, the last one, great premise. It, it's weird. I have to rewatch the last one because they kind of did this weird thing. But they, I, I forgot that Twilight Zone was always like self-contained story. Mm, yeah. And that's I, one of the things I always liked about it was that. that you could actually just sit there and watch an episode of Twilight Zone and you get everything, including the cool twist. Uh, I, I've always found that very satisfying about the show is there's not, you get a lot of meat in the plot uh, over the span of, of a half hour. Yeah. Well, and it's he was got, uh Fryho was telling me do you watch you know did you used to watch the old one and I said no I was that guy that watched like the top best 10 or like some list that somebody would say these are the ones you need to watch so I've never seen all of them and I always had a tendency to mix Twilight Zones and Outer Limits uh, that's common all the time well you remember the Twilight yeah, Zone so- movie even they talked about it with the, the opening portion with Albert Brooks and Dan Aykroyd even they were confusing Outer Limits and Twilight Zone so th- it, that's a were common they? thing yeah okay that's how they got on the cop- yeah, topic of, of you know how that resolved that segment is uh, oh you remember the Twilight Twilight Zone, and they were talking, yeah. So. Oh, that's right, that's right. He goes, no, 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 that's an outer limit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right, that's right, when they were recalling uh, uh, episodes. You're right, you're right, I remember that now. But yeah, it's pretty good, I liked it. I, I think Jordan Peele is really good at it. Now, did you yeah. watch the 80s one? I watched some of them, but I don't remember. See, when when those, when those the one in the 80s came out, I was more into, I did watch some of those, because those are so, kind of cool. I remember the one where um, this man and his wife somehow get time, mm-hmm. and you see all these all these people in, like, blue, oh, blue-faced people Oh, and they're building the it. next minute. They're like, they're they're yes. blown out of time into there. Every minute is being constructed by these individuals. Yeah, I remember that one. Yes, you, you, I remember. I very distinctly remember that one. And then I remember the one where the guy has a stopwatch and he stops time right before World uh, World War Three. I think it was a and lady, you see, like a missile in the air. Yeah, if I remember correctly, that was a, a lady. It was. I think it was the mom of a family, and she stopped was it a lady. For, I, yeah, I, I just remember the stopwatch. Mm-hmm. So when those were coming out, I was kind of like, oh, these are kind of cool. But I was really into Friday the Thirteenth series at that time. Okay, that's a whole different thing, though, dude. I, I, 
thought, I know, I thought that the was very, the one that I want to try to catch to watch all the time. I figured at the very least you're going to come at me with Tales from the Dark Side. So you, it's nope. a real curveball to go Friday the 13th, the series. That's what? Why, dude? That was a fucking awesome series, dude. An old man makes a deal with the devil that that, uh, that curses all these objects and these people have to track them down. And I, I just remember some of those were really fucked up, like the one with the, the healing glove where the guy could heal you. So he would touch one person and take the disease from you, but he immediately would have to touch someone else to give them disease and kill them. Or he would take on the disease. And so he's going around killing homeless people. He would like cure a millionaire or something and then go grab a homeless guy and touch him and he'd kill him. And I remember thinking, that is so fucked up because none of the none of the objects were ever redeemable. They were all bad. So I just always found it strange. I enjoyed that one. That in Tales from the Crypt just because that one had boobies. Did it? Yes. I don't remember boobies in Tales from the Crypt. That was I syndicated. Remember, I remember the, I'm trying to remember who's a guy. There's an episode of Tales of the Crypt. Oh, Tales of the Crypt. Twin sisters. I, I thought you. Danny no, you're right. I was thinking. Danny work. I, I, I huh? thought you were talking about Tales from the Dark Side. Tales of the Crypt definitely had boobies. You're right. Yes. HBO. That, that's the one where there's these two twin sisters and they're dating a guy and he's pretending to be twins himself so he can date both of them. And then they find out he's not a twin. And at the end, they cut him in half so each one can have half of him. <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh, that's fucked up. And then, of course, I went and watched Demon Knight, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight, which I thought was, I mean, that Tales from, I mean, uh, yeah, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight uh, with, uh, that was with one, a, uh, Will Smith's wife and Jada Billy Pinkett. Zane. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never seen either of the Tales of the Crypt movies. C.C. Pounder in there as well? I've never seen either one of those movies. No, the second one with Dennis Leary, or Dennis, what's his name? Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller. Oh, that's garbage. Fucking flaming garbage. The first one is pretty solid. I remember seeing it in theaters and thinking that was really cool. But people who would always tell me it was really good. And it had an awesome soundtrack. Yeah. Awesome soundtrack. Exactly. It, the soundtrack would kick ass, and I remember people would always compliment that one. I never heard too much for about Bordello of Blood, and I did see the Tales no, from the one, Dark Side movie. So I guess you know it's weird. I watched more no, episodes of Tales from the Crypt, one. but I I've did watch seen, the movie. Did Twilight Zone do two movies? Uh, they only did or they, Creep Show. No, Creep Show did two. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And I never liked Creep Show. Really? No. Oh, the first one's fantastic. No. Nope. You got uh, you got Stephen King meteor shit, and then um, Adrian Barbeau. I just watched the documentary. Made a deal with the devil to sell cursed antiques but he broke the pact and it cost him his soul now his niece mickey and her cousin ryan have inherited the store and with it the curse now they must get everything back and the real terror begins Oh, by the way, I got the uh, COVID vaccine, um, and that's part of why I was unproductive. I, uh, let me tell you, just as a heads up, after I got it, I had this sort of emotional blankness. I've, I've never taken antidepressants, but my sister used to, and it felt like how she would describe that would feel, where you're just sort of flat and you're you're present, but you're like detached, I guess, or you're not even detached. It's like you're just sort of there. And so for three days straight, about 72 hours straight, I had that, and I finally started coming out of that last night, roughly. Also kind of war- running warm like I have that feeling of your body being warm like if I take my temperature I'm fine but I feel warm and I'm constantly dehydrated like I, I will wake up through the night to drink because I've got cotton mouth you know some rawness of the eyes and stuff not too major but just I, it could be bad for people if they've got shit they need to do and they don't know that they're going to be kind of zonked out for a few days afterward and I'm hearing that that's not that uncommon I mean I knew there was fatigue I'd heard about that because I'm wondering how widespread that is but there's going to be like tons of attendance issues once this thing really starts to roll out I think 
like they'll have to stagger it or something so they don't have a fucking zombified workforce showing up. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, obviously there's a lot of hesitation and I don't think you're going to have a lot of people getting it at once. But if they're thinking they're going to pull some shit where they're going to roll into workplaces and just get everybody that same day. Oh, boy, those employees are in for some fucking bad, rude awakenings. So now that you've had vaccine, are you going to feel more comfortable doing shit? Well, I've still got to get the second dose. And then uh, Paquita's got to get her dose because there's still the possibility of me being exposed to it and then shedding it without actually having symptoms because of how that vaccine works. Not quite there yet. It's closer, uh, but we're not quite there yet. Uh, so do you know which vaccine you got? Did you get Moderna Yeah, I got the Pfizer. Pfizer? I got the Pfizer. You got the Pfizer. Because yeah. the Moderna one, the production isn't up enough for them to really have that widespread yet. So I, I don't think too many people are getting Moderna at this point yet. Maybe maybe in the relatively near future, hopefully they've been working on production. I think they're getting it a little bit more overseas. And personally, I kind of wanted to get the Moderna. I have a little bit more confidence in that vaccine. And I, I got to tell you too, I've, I've looking at the instructions on how the, you have to formulate the, the vaccine before administration, it's such a pain in the ass that it still scares me about how effective it's going to be. Not because the efficacy uh, listing is great, but I'm not sure how many nurses are actually going to be doing it correctly to make to get the optimal effectiveness because it's a real pain in the ass. You're freezing it and then you have to let it thaw out for like three hours and then you reconstitute it and you can't shake it. You got to do like this inversion, like this hourglass inversion with it and shit. And there's just a lot of shit to it. Like once I'm actually done with the shots, I kind of want to go and get a, uh, one of the good antibody tests that takes a few days to see, do I actually have antibodies? Can I feel certain that I'm protected and then be able to go forward from there? Right. But yeah, but it works weird because I, I think you're aware is like the virus can still get in your body. It's just that it can't find purchase within the body because the protein it needs to like hook into you isn't it isn't being produced or it's you know it eradicates in the virus itself or some shit like that and so the theory that they're not sure if it's true or not they're waiting to see is that it get it into your body and it's just sort of floating around and then it comes back out at some point uh so that's a weird bullshit thing too i mean most antiviral and most uh any uh most vaccines work by you just produce antibodies and you kill the virus where this one you're not really killing it you're just sort of like depriving it of some shit it needs proteins it needs so all this shit is still new territory and i don't know what to make of it all yet yeah that's weird i guess i didn't i, I knew that people were talking about, oh we still gotta wear masks after getting the vaccine and that was making all the anti-vaxxers be like well then why would i get a vaccine if i could still get you know if i still need to wear a mask and it's mm-hmm. like i don't you know but i mean so that makes sense that you can still kind of carry that you can still be a carrier it just doesn't affect we've, you we've got the i'm rubber your glue thing going on <laughs> with this fucking yeah. thing because of the weird way this particular vaccine works or not just this particular vaccine i think most of the vaccines that have been produced that's how they all work because they're all using the mrna that's like reprogramming your body and shit it's it's again very disconcerting you know it feels a little dystopian it's like okay maybe it'll be great maybe this is the new the future but since we're not in the future yet and i don't know how well this shit works and if there's gonna be any fucking side effects from this shit it's a little disconcerting yeah that's weird anytime you're hacking your body it's like um usually hacking is like what ash williams did and it's a really bad thing so i'm not sure we'll see how it goes yeah i mean that's what they were saying this what is this an mrna is that what it is i believe that's what it is yeah. yeah 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 that these vaccines have been around a while they've mm-hmm. none of them have just ever worked right which is why we've never taken the like no, no the science has been around because we're like oh this is like new science done it's like no it's not new science the science is old it, it just has never worked this is the first one that's worked and i'm like mm-hmm. okay well that's weird um so yeah it's, it's interesting and it's, of course the, and these huge efficacy numbers but it's like okay but for how long though too you know yeah that's something nobody knows so yeah nobody knows shit so we're, we're in the same place we've been for the better part of a year now where we kind of think we know something but we still really don't know shit which really fucking sucks at a year into this fucking thing yeah and of course people think that's some conspiracy that we don't know it's like no we just don't know yeah. like how how else do they know it's bizarre i i, I want the vaccine i'll take it mm-hmm. do i want well, my I mean, kids and, 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 to I, take I, it that's that's where it gets weird it's like do i want my kids to have it mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. like it doesn't really affect kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, no, that's the, that's again, and that's the reason for the mask too is the kids can get the COVID and they can spread the COVID. Uh, but as you say, typically they're asymptomatic. So again, that's one of the reasons why so many people still have to wear masks is because of the kids, and the kids aren't approved to get the vaccine anyway. It's uh, believe it hasn't been tested uh, on anybody under the age of 12, and it's not approved for anybody under the age of 16. So like, yeah, even so if you I, wanted them to have it, they can't have it right now. I, I don't know. It, it, I think it would need to be. I don't know when I would feel comfortable with my kids. Me personally, I, look, I'll take it. What's gonna happen to me? I don't know. You had a good run. Um, yeah, like that. Well, yeah. People are cool. Oh, I'm gonna grow a sixth finger next year or something. I'm like, no, I don't think that's how vaccines work. You're not like it, outside of the immediate symptom or side effect you get uh, that you're over in a couple days. Like there are no like long term issues with these things. Well, except like, that the mRNA factor, we don't know if there's any because it doesn't work the same way. That's what's so scary about it is we are in new territory because it doesn't work like a, any vaccine we've done ever done in the past. But, but like, what, like, what do you think is going to happen? You get Alzheimer's or something? Like, I, that's what I understand. I don't know what long term effect uh, be, yeah. people think would happen or not. Like, well, it is. And and I, and I hate to say it, but I, I've, I've mentioned it in the past. There's a lot of vaccine hesitancy. There's a lot of people, particularly people of color, who do not want to take the vaccine yet because they're they're worried about it. And the one thing I've I've noted several times is this vaccine was made for white people. You know, it's like 90 percent of the people this thing has been tested for has been on like white people at least 80 i think it's 83 percent. so it's like a lot of my people have taken it to where i've got a decent idea of what's going to happen at least in the short term but other people from other races don't know because they didn't get tested on you know so they don't and there are differences and there are different reactions that people have uh particularly like black folks never want to take the flu vaccine and they have more bad effects when they do take it um so it's like how do i tell them well go ahead and take this one even though even i don't even know whether or not it's safe for me to take it so i'm going to tell you with without any significant data to back it up that you know you go, just go ahead and get it i don't know that you know i can't tell you that i'd be lying to you people have to get the a vaccine of some kind as soon as possible but it, i don't know if this is necessarily the one i don't know if it's necessary for everybody but what's weird is because there's so much hesitancy even among medical people it tells me something about the likelihood of the general public any access in the near future with the hesitancy and with refusals and with all the political aspects as well i think like i've heard people say june and july and shit for the general public and i don't think it's going to be the case because i think pfizer's production is high enough and there's enough people who are not getting it even though they should know better and be getting it that it will get to the general public more quickly than they they expect right now and i think even fauci was reflecting that even though he didn't mention the part about because the people who should be getting it aren't you unlock this door with the key of imagination beyond it is another dimension a dimension of sound a dimension of sight a dimension of mind You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. Dimitri Bot, the the guy that you like from uh, Dawn of the Dead, George Mar- Romero. No, 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 no. Uh, the guy that plays Sex Machine. Oh, Tom. Oh, you watched Smoke and Mirrors, the Tom Savini documentary. Yeah. Oh, dude, that was fucking fascinating. Yes, that, it was. That documentary. Yeah, that guy's it's such a cool life, such a cool family. I really got into dude, that documentary. Hell, yes, I, I just love the fact when when he tells that story about when he's in the military and they're they're the, the he's duck? in Vietnam and a duck jumps for the wire and they shoot they fire at the duck and they don't kill the duck and because of that fuck up he gets pulled out and the next day that that's 
Spot gets attacked, and he was talking about how, like, you know, heavy casualties. It was just yeah. really good. Okay. I really enjoyed, and I watched it by accident. Mm. Like, I hit, I think, to play something else. Well, I think that's a Shutter exclusive. I, was, I, was, oh. I think that's a Shutter exclusive, isn't it? No, no, no. It's on Amazon. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, you yeah, know what? We had Shutter. That's right. It's on Shutter. Well, no, but I was. I think I was trying to pick uh, the Crazies because it was next to it, I believe. Because mm. I was cooking dinner, and I'm like, well, I can have this. I can kind of watch because I always thought the Crazies was a cool movie. They play, and I'm cooking, cooking, doing stuff, and I look up. I'm like, oh, it's a documentary. I'm like, well, fuck it, it's a documentary. I like documentaries. I'll watch it anyway. And next thing I know, like I'm burning shit because I'm sitting there watching a documentary and not paying attention to the food to the point where I'm like, well, this is close enough to eat. I'll just eat this now so I can <laughs> fucking finish watching the documentary. So it was really interesting though. I really liked it. I I he, loved he all the stuff with his family and, and seeing like the the environment that created him. And I, I loved, especially later in life, how committed he was to family and how many of the yeah. choices he made were about his daughter. Uh, you know, it, it definitely makes you sympathize with the guy. Um, did you get around oh, yeah. to watching the Hellraiser documentaries? No, not yet. I think I started watching it, but they don't have any of the actors, right? It's mostly technical people, but it's surprisingly good despite that. In particular, the writer of, I believe, the second movie is awesome because he's one of those no fuck given, I'll tell you everything exactly how I saw it kind of dudes. Yeah. Um, very much worth watching. It's like three hours combined because they do a documentary on the first movie, then that's about 90 minutes, and then another on the second one. Because I think I think I was going to watch them, but I ended up watching the one on Nightbreed, which I found really interesting. I remember you always like, like Nightbreed, just, yeah. Oh, I fucking love Nightbreed. Yeah, it's one of, I, I'm kind of interested because apparently they, they're releasing this ultimate, like they actually found old footage that wasn't used. They got incorporated back into the story and they cleaned it up. And yeah, Nightbreed was one of those movies I remember watching as a kid and just blew me away to the point where I read all the comics and stuff. Like that's just one of those. That was like when my friends were hooked on Jason and, and Freddy, I was more like, no man, it's all about, you know, fucking Nightbreed and, you know, the tribes of the moon. And well, like, I, I think the whole dark fantasy mythology of Clive Barker's translated much better comic books than most of anything you know the, the slasher stuff didn't translate that well to comics yeah it's true because I mean I, the, I really liked Marvel's two issue magazine format Freddy Krueger uh, comic I thought they did a really good job with that but I'm not sure if that was sustainable and they canceled after two issues because there were cr- outcries from like parent groups and stuff um, but that was a really cool story but it wasn't necessarily a strong Freddy Krueger story it was more about you know the, the, again the lore of the character um, yes but, but when they try to do all that stuff that innovation with Freddy and with I think they did a Leatherface one they definitely did a Chucky one Child's Play it just didn't work for Wildstorm was trying to do it for a while there with Resident Evil and Ash and Leatherface and uh, Freddy and Jason and just slasher stuff just doesn't seem to work in comics for the most part well it depends like I kind of got hooked on that that, uh, was that Hack and Slash book Tim Steely yeah but that's different I mean for starters you're following protagonists who are fighting different different monsters in each story so yeah Hack and Slash but they're they're technically serial killers killing serial killers true yeah it's kind of a superhero Dexter kind of thing yeah, but and Dexter, yeah, yeah, but they made it work. We're, we're with Hellraiser and the, and the the greater Clive Barker universe, like Nightbreed, is since it's a dark fantasy, you can have twists and turns, and you don't necessarily know, you know, who's good, who's evil, what's coming. Um, I remember they even well, had yeah, their own they little... never really played up as evil. It's mm-hmm. just a force in the universe. Yeah, it's all about perception. Like you can say Pinhead and them are evil, but it, it, they're not really evil. They're just a force in the universe that you come across. Yeah. Well, and also you have the Cenobites, you have Rawhide Rex, you have the Nightbreed. So they're they're different conflicting mythology so you can't you can kind of pick a side you know it, it, you're not you're not forced to be like is jason and there's all the people jason are gonna kill so oh, it's true it just just you know i did see rawhide rex the movie as well mm, i never saw the movie i have I, seen I, I have seen huh i never saw the movie oh, it's fucking horrible. oh yeah it's fucking horrible <laughs> i've seen almost all of the uh hellraisers except maybe the last two because apparently there's like seven or six of them and mm. i me me and fryer were talking about it and i watched no you know what i'm telling you i probably haven't seen the last two. The, the last one i watched there was blood ties which was kind of cool and then yeah. there's 
the one with the video camera. Yeah, that was the third one. Those are the last two I can remember. Huh? Yeah, that was the third one. I I think I made it to four, and then I tapped out. Well, uh, yeah, I saw... Well, the Blood Ties one was kind of cool, where they they try to do a little bit of lore. I've seen Nightbreed. I've I've lost track how many times. Mm -hmm. I've seen Rawhead. I've never watched Nightbreed. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I've never sat down and watched the whole thing, no. Dude, you have to watch it, man. It's a solid, good horror movie. And it's short, too. It's not very long. I don't feel it's very long. Now, isn't there a director's cut, though? That's, like, more involved? That's what I'm telling you, that they're supposed to release that. Mm. So, apparently, the first time they cut it because of time, and then there's a lot of sexual... I mean, because Clive Barker. So, there's a lot of sexual, you know, imagery and stuff. And apparently, they chopped a lot of that out. And so, somehow, they found all this footage, and they're like, well, we still have the original script. You know, we could put this together. We just got to clean it up. And that was a big, like, a big push. Because I remember seeing, a uh, like, a uh, uh, an advertisement for it. Like, oh, the ultimate uh, Nightbreed. It's like 193 minutes on. I was just like, I got to get my fucking hands on that somehow. <laughs> so I'm just, it's on my, it's on my Amazon, like looking like Nightbreed's on there. So the minute it comes out, I want to see, I, I don't have to own it, but I got to see it though. I just want to see what they did to it and how much they changed it. Because in the books, they, they did stray a little bit from the comics a little bit. Um, I guess more because of the cost. Because in the comics, there's a lot of creatures mm-hmm. all over the place. And even the Nightbreed creatures, the ones that you do see, look fantastic. I, in my personal opinion, I mean, that practical effects look fantastic. Well, I'm, back in the 90s, they did these little booklets. I think they it definitely in a lot of the DC uh, direct market, like higher end ones, like $1.35 books. There's a little pamphlet that they stapled into it and it showed like headshots of all the different creatures and gave you a sense of the world. And that was definitely very appealing. It just came out at a time where I wasn't catching a lot of movies and I just never got around to watching it for some reason. I think I own it. I will throw it your way if I can find it. Uh, it's just put it on in the background. If it catches your attention, you'll get into it. If not, no foul. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, at least say you saw it. Help, I'm stepping into the twilight zone. The place is a madhouse, feels like being cloned. My beacon's been moved under moon and star. Where am I to go now that I've gone too far? But I'm ready for shit to go back to normal. I think whenever I hear people say that, uh, oh, masks are the new norm, fuck off. Masks mm. cannot be the new norm. Like, human beings cannot operate like this. We need to see each other's faces. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I need to stop watching movies that are more than nine months old, and when they're standing too close together, I get, like, apprehensive. Mm-hmm. Right? Or they look, they're walking in a crowd and I have a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gotta we gotta give shit. This shit can't, this shit can't be normal. I, I do think we'll, we'll still... Yeah, I think we're gonna see more mask usage in the state going forward, but nothing like a majority nothing like what you see in Asia uh, it, it's but I do think that because it used to be somebody walking around in a surgical mask was a fucking alien you know this time last year you'd be like what the fuck what are you doing what a weirdo and I do think that going forward you will see more people wearing masks routinely but it's not going to be a thing where every time you go out you see somebody in a mask you know and I think it'll probably be largely seasonal as well yeah no no I, th- I think for sure it's it's normalized and I think it'll be normalized forever where if you see somebody walking around in a mask it'll be like oh that person's freaked out about getting a disease that's cool whereas before it would you like only see like a random asian person wearing one and you'd be like oh my god um but or, i mean you wouldn't be like oh my god you'd be like oh that's peculiar uh now yeah i think it'll kind of just be normal so which is which is fine i don't want to wear masks forever i, I don't want to do it i don't like doing it i like saying hello to people i like being able to hear what people are telling me mm-hmm. so many times i'm like what what <laughs> like i 
can't fucking hear what you're saying. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm ready to get over all this shit. I'm and giving I, another I, six to nine months, and we gotta be done with this shit. I do struggle with identifying people with the masks on too. You know, I mean, oh, it's dude, the same it people I see every day, then. but you know, like it, beyond that, if it's somebody I haven't seen in a while, especially, it's like I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> I ran into exactly. somebody I, I barely knew at when I was getting my shot, and they felt the need to like identify themselves and chat with me when they managed to ignore me for like 15 minutes straight. We're in the same room, but because we were about to get in the same elevator, that's when this person decided to start speaking up. And it's like, you you were home free. You should have just kept your mouth shut. I didn't even know you were there. You know? Yeah, I, I actually passed a dude at a car meet. It was like one of the, like an outdoor thing. And I walked by a dude and, I, and he was holding a Starbucks cup. And I was like, man, where'd you get that Starbucks from? And he was all like, oh, I picked it up on the way over. Like, oh, cool, cool. And I kept walking. And then like 30, 45 minutes later, I walked back by and I noticed uh, a, a, a guy I know. And I was like, hey, man, what's up? And we started talking. And I realized he had pulled his mask down to take a sip of the coffee. And I and that's when I recognized him. And I was like, holy shit. I asked somebody I know, where did you get that Starbucks from without realizing that was them? And then I saw them 30 minutes later with the mask slightly pulled down and recognized it was them immediately. Because afterwards, I was like, holy shit, that was the guy with the Starbucks cup. Like, <laughs> and I bet he didn't even notice it was me either. Like, I right. bet he just completely, or maybe he did. It's like, wow, well, that guy's an asshole. But uh, yeah, completely didn't notice. Crazy. I, mean, I think there is some value to that anonymity, though. You know, <laughs> I think that some people might value the mask for that aspect as well. I Obviously, we don't. Uh, but maybe some people who are less social animals would be inclined to wear the mask. Although, if you're the guy who wears the masks all the time, then they're gonna, you're probably gonna be more identifiable because they'd be like, oh yeah, that's that person. I know that person. That's the one who's still wearing a fucking mask. Go back to Sars Dance, motherfucker. Remember me, though I have to say goodbye. Remember me. Don't let it make you cry. For even if I'm far away, I hold you in my heart. I sing a secret song to you each night we are apart. I mean, I don't. I, when I was there, and again, I was in a small Puebla too, so it was like I wasn't in a big town. It was weird. It was like a like a town like Deer Park, mm. like like the size of Deer Park is where I was, and it was still pretty lively. But it was very like I was telling my mom the weirdest thing to me was just how much time moves differently mm. over there. Like I remember one day we woke up in the morning, we went to the beach, we went swimming, dude. I mean, I swam until I was exhausted. We went swimming, and we went and had some seafood. Um, we went to the store, and we did one other thing. We get home, and I'm like, what time is it? She's like, it's two in the afternoon. I'm like, what? Like I told her, like I usually do this much shit in like a week and we did all that in one day and it's not even a day yet it's in the afternoon she goes yeah it's just the days felt like i remember looking at my clock thinking what well, has to be like nine o'clock at night and it's like four like five o'clock now i'm mm. like fuck these days just drag on in the beginning it was kind of weird and then after a while you get used to it and you're just kind of like i'm just relaxed all i did was relax dude that's all i did was re- it was so peaceful we would walk up and down the mountain which was pretty cool just shit like that oh, yeah. supposed to be good luck like you know uh war- war- uh welcoming the dead and shit like that so because yeah october no day of the dead already passed in september mm. yeah de la muerte yeah. You know, I don't even remember there being any acknowledgement. I guess this year's been such a shit show that anything, oh, yeah, dude, I don't know that anything. Dude, ever, this has been, yeah. Did they do this anything this year? Shit show. Yeah. Did they do anything huh? with it? I mean, I, I would assume they, they did do, something, right? It's, it's not real big in Texas. Mm-hmm. It's to me, but I mean, like I've I, always remember. I, I know with COVID, it's a bigger holiday along the border. Yeah, so but like El Paso border town, it's mm-hmm. a big deal. Once you start getting kind of where we're at toward the coast, central Texas, you lose some of your Mexican roots, and it's more Tex-Mex. And then of course, as you go further north, you lose even more. But the closer you get to the border, a lot of small. Uh, not in El Paso I mean like um, 
um, shit, I can't think of any border towns. Well, I, I was meaning too, uh, though, with COVID, I don't even think they were doing shit in Mexico. I, you know, it didn't oh, no, seem yeah, that way. No, I didn't will. hear, I didn't hear anything or see anything on like, yeah, no, so- they will. It, it's, it's a very private ceremony. You go, mm-hmm. you give your offerings, you know, you talk to the dead. Um, they put candles. Well, uh, we, we watched it on the, the, the projector and I'm just like, okay, if they're going to send all movies to, I'm not one of the people that's going to miss out mm-hmm. if they send all movies to fucking, uh, what do you call it? Uh, home streaming services. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm down for this. Like, let's do it. I, I, I drive by movie theaters and I'm like, you know what? I, I really don't miss the stick floors and mm. the fucking $20 popcorn. And I can pause the movie to use the restroom. And if I missed what they said, I just rewind it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like, eh, you know, this, this is better. But I realized if I had to watch it like in our bedroom on a TV, it probably wouldn't be nearly as cool. So, <sighs> yeah, man, I, I don't know what is going to happen. I mean, I think what AMC said that they're almost out of money. Yeah. Like they can't make it more than a few more months. Yeah. And, and a lot of theaters just shut everything back down. They were mm-hmm. like, it's not even enough to, to warrant opening our doors. Um, yeah, man, it's crazy. I, I mean, I don't, they're going to have to think of something. Mm-hmm. And they've kind of already been evolving with going to the smaller headcounts, but mm-hmm. the more premium experience mm-hmm. with the loungers and everything like that, which I, I look, I, I liked all that stuff. I didn't have a problem. And, and then being able to reserve your ticket early so you have your own seat, and you don't have to fight with people. Like, this is all stuff they were, you know, but I think they need they need time to evolve. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, and now you got to compete with all streaming services releasing movies <laughs> without theatrical releases. Like, they, they can't. There, there's not enough time for them to come well, up with the that, and, and you look at showbiz, they don't, they never made the transition to the recliners. So their big thing was proximity. They're in the right neighborhood to, to get enough business to make that work for them. Um, but I don't think that's nearly as big of a deal anymore. And because uh, Peter likes popcorn so much and they were selling essentially garbage bags full of popcorn for like 12 bucks at showbiz. I, I dropped by there uh, one time a month or so ago because I was trying to get something else done. It didn't work out. It's like, well, the theater's right there. I'll go get her some popcorn. And, you know, again, it, the same person that uh, scooped the popcorn was checking me out. There's like a couple or three people that were actually still working. Um, and, it, it, you know, it's pure skeleton crew. And, you know, they're showing these movies that are mostly revivals that are clearing a few hundred thousand dollars nationally. They, there's no way that's sustainable. You know, there's no way they're, they fucking pay the rent, you know, if they don't own the property. And hell, even then they made property taxes. I don't know what, you know, it's I got it's got to be dire from these for these folks. But I, it's funny. I watched two and like three quarters seasons of Spawn on uh, HBO. They had it on demand. I think it was HBO now. And because I was starting to lose the thread on what was happening on the third season and how it was going to relate to what we did on our show. And it didn't have, especially once you get into the later seasons, it doesn't really have anything to do with the comics. Um, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. It, it gets on all that Japanese stuff and everything. And it's like, let me come back to this. And then I never got back to it. And so uh, then I've watched them again recently because I wanted to get sound clips of Chapel for the, the episodes we were doing. Um, mm-hmm. But I've, I've never quite finished the series, but I got so like literally like an episode or two short of finishing out the entire series. And it said, I'm going to watch it all over again for one of the podcasts in the future. But that's on HBO Max, thankfully. But you know, like the only thing I've watched on Peacock since we got Peacock, we didn't pay for it. We got the free version. Have you mm-hmm. downloaded that yet, Peacock? No. I'm not sure. It might. I'm not sure what devices it's on. So that could be a problem too. Because I know a lot of the newer ones aren't on all the different devices. The yeah. only freaking thing I've watched on Peacock to any degree is Savage Dragon. I saw that on YouTube. I watched that. I watched the whole series. Here's I was going to say, you kind of you got me hooked and I watched all of Savage Dragon, all of Wildcat, and Cadillac and Dinosaur. Savage Dragon is pretty good. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it pretty fun. Held up pretty well. yeah. I like the voice actor. Um, I don't. I, I really don't like it, the guy who does Savage I, I Dragon's do voice. It should have been an adult cartoon, though, because mm-hmm. of Savage Dragon content. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, I liked it. I thought, you know, I thought the, you know, it was cool. Yeah. I, I just, it took me back to, you know, sitting at home watching this shit on a Saturday morning cartoon. It, it was just really weird to watch it. Mm-hmm. Well, what's nice, I, I 
did watch some of the clips. I don't know that you watched on YouTube unless you found something like some dark web area of YouTube. Uh, I mostly was able to find those kind of cartoons on Dailymotion. And there used to be a site that specialized in cartoons. I think it was some Russian site. And I don't know if it's around anymore because I can't find it again. Um, but what's nice about the Peacock versions is they're not sped up or altered in any weird ways. Yeah. But but it does. The, the guy who does the voice for Savage Dragon, is, his, his pitch is a little too high for me. It kind of bugs me. I thought that was going to well, get corrected. But uh, when we're on watching the, the legit versions and it's like, no, his voice is just not really what I would want it to be. Right now, I'm watching the uh, Rusty and Big Guy. Mm, yeah, I forgot. How long back. did that run? Huh? I forgot that existed. How long did that run? Dude, it's a fantastic animation. Mm. Fantastic. I mean, I, I honestly, I've never read the book. It was, was it a book or was it just an art book? It was a book. They did the, I mean, not a ton That's of a stories. a size book, right? Yeah, they, I think they might have done like a treasury or something with it because they were wanting to showcase the detail that Jeff Darrow put in the artwork. But they didn't, yeah, I mean, they, I they Yeah. I remember, I remember going to a comic palooza and found the puzzle and this guy was selling it for like three bucks. I'm like, dude, this thing's a, it's an amazing piece of art. And he had like the, the complete puzzle unopened. Mm-hmm. So I owned that. Um, and uh, Fryho had bought me the Rusty and Big Guy animation series at some con one time. And so when I work out in my garage now, I'm like, man, what do I put into what? You know, I usually watch a movie when I work out just to time myself. And I put it in and I, I catch myself watching like five episodes. It's, it's a pretty good show. So that's, that's one of those. I, I'm not a, a, enough of a Dark Horse guy. That's one of the areas where I think you're deeper into Dark Horse and to Valiant not, than dude, I ever was. My, my Dark Horse goes as deep as like Rusty Big Guy, maybe Aliens and Predator. Well, I did try to read a Flaming Carrot comic one time because I was like, oh, let me try to read something indie and edgy. It was really fucking weird. Concrete. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I did read quite a bit of <laughs> Hellboy. Hellboy. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, I did read. So I was reading independent books. Actually, you used to uh, my balls about that when we were when we were first hanging out. How mm-hmm. I just read nothing but Marvel and you were the DC fanboy. <laughs> well, and Martial Law was briefly at Dark Horse, too. Was it? No, it was epic. No, it was a dark. I mean, I'm saying it's gone to a lot of publishers, but it, they did um, uh, the hate, the, not the Hateful Dead for the, the sequel. Um, Cape Fear, I think it was called. The, the, okay, they, they did the one with the Legion of Superheroes. Sure? I'm two-parter. pretty sure they're all through Epic, man. Now, Dark Horse, Epic didn't even exist anymore by that point or was on its way out. Dark Horse, like the Hateful Dead, uh, the Hateful Dead was done at, uh, uh, what was the name of the company that they'd formed? Armageddon or Apocalypse or something? And so, I'm again, again, no, and no, then, Apocalypse, you're right, Apocalypse, yeah. Apocalypse. And then the, the, the second half of that, the, the conclusion, Super Babylon is what it was called. Uh, that was published by Dark Horse, so the, the, the second part you're of right, that. You're right, you're right, uh, you're right. The, the, the second part is. The mass crossover was done at Dark Horse. That's true. Um, I, I the th- Hellraiser one. Th- I think the Hellraiser one might have actually been at Epic. That was, that was actually, before Epic closed. And then and then the, the two-parter with Savage. the Legion of Superheroes versus the Alien Xenomorphs, that was at Dark Horse. Well, they, but you, also they did the Savage Dragon in Martial Law. Yeah, but that was an image, if I remember correctly. It might have been a Spawn era. Dude, I think Spawn and Martial Martial Law would have been a really good crossover. I don't know, though, because, I mean, they're kind of too similar in the no, sense dude, of they're you, both neither one of them buys into the superhero bullshit. They're both, like, you know, military guys and, and people who basically kick your ass and a little bit fesh- I mean, But Martial Law would so try to kill him because he's a, he's a costume. No, because he's not a superhero. He's not a superhero. He's not really... He's very reactive. He's not proactive. He, you know, he's got the whole Charles Barkley, I'm not a role model thing going on. I, I really don't think that Martial Law would give a shit about Spawn. Hmm, that's a good point. You know, and, and again, they're both military guys you know they're, they're both gun guys um neither one of them is trying to like i, I don't know I, I think they actually kind of get would get along they're not that dissimilar. <laughs> obviously you know uh joe gilmore is a lot more aggressive and a lot more proactive but i i, I honestly think that he'd probably feel bad for him because he is still a homeless person at the end of the day and you know yeah. he, he's not trying to enforce his will on anybody he just wants to be left back alone um you know i don't i don't i don't see the, the, the it'd be tricky to do the story there have you been watching the boys nope nope no no mac I likes can't. it and he's he swears by it but i, I oh i love it dude yeah. i watch it every every friday but i get a, a a deep i mean and i love garthini i love garthini's writing i've been following him since
Anderson. Fuck. Um, Hellblazer. Yeah, Hellblazer. You got actually you got me hooked on Garth Ennis. You gave me a Hellblazer trade, and I and I was and I was never big into Hellblazer. John Constantine. And I remember you gave me a book, and you're like, it was like on your wall, and you're like, give it a try. It was a trade, and you sold it to me cheap. And I remember reading. I'm like, this is fucking great, and I was hooked. But when I watch the boys, I get a deep, deep martial law vibe, hmm. especially well, from Butcher. The, he's you know the hatred for the soups and all that stuff. And I'm just like, dude, you you put him in a fucking leather mask and a Nazi hat and barbed wire around his arm, and and he would be he'd be a martial law. Well, you read the books, didn't you? Yeah, and the well, series wasn't is good. It, yeah. I, I I wasn't. I think it's one of it's okay. It's one of Garthini's. Okay, I mean the build up to it's great. I just didn't like the ending. I thought the ending was kind of weak mm. for me personally. Is, but the Enos show isn't is so good complete. at endings. That's the thing though. Fryhole borrowed all the trades for me because he wanted to reread them, and I tried to explain to him that the trades are nothing like the show. The show is tailored for like semi comic book fans, mm-hmm. more normie than no- the, the books are so hardcore for fanboys that when you read them, you see the characters, you get the story arc, you know, you see all the the tropes. So it's kind of tailored more, and so it's, it's more inside baseball for us and less for normie. So the show, I think the show is great. It's it's just enough of the of the books to make it different and fun, but they still do it as a TV show. Mm-hmm. So I like it. I'm digging the shit out of it. Yeah, Max wears by it too. It's just uh, with everything else that I try to do, I, I don't have a lot of time to watch stuff. Like I still haven't watched Watchmen. I really want to get around to that. That's the thing that people don't understand with COVID too is you can be exposed to it. You can get it in your nares and your mouth. It's also the quantity. You've got to get enough of it before it has an effect on the viral load. Right. And yeah, that's what so, people don't understand. And we've talked about this before. That's why people go, oh, vaccine. Because like, they'll, they'll cite some article that says vac- you know, that uh, that a, a mask won't prevent you from getting COVID. It's like, yeah, no shit, dumb dumb. Nobody's saying a mask is the cure for COVID, mm-hmm. but it'll catch some of the particles. You won't get the full viral load when you get it, mm-hmm. um, which is as important as anything else. That's what keeps people from out of the hospital to having a flu-like symptoms for a day or two, yeah. right? Well, I mean, like, I, I, my, so my, I think the rural numbers is that if you're wearing a mask of any kind, it drops uh, the rating, the, the the likelihood down to 30%. And then if you've got two people wearing masks pretty much of any kind, that drops it down to something like 5 to 10%. So that's why any mask is better than no mask, but you know, that's too much for some of these assholes. Yeah, and and then then again, even if you get it, you're then getting the reduced load mm-hmm. be- going through one person's mask and the next person's mask because you're, you're just getting a tiny bit, which would probably make you fucking asymptomatic, or or just again, you're the guy who has the fucking sniffles and a wheeze for a couple of days, mm-hmm. like versus the guy who like dude, there's a guy, um, there's a YouTube channel I follow called uh, oh man, what is it? Uh, it's like a it's a bourbon tasting channel where they they try out bourbons, him and this other dude and those stuff. So they hadn't posted anything for a long time, and it turns out one of the dudes got COVID. And he's had no sense of taste or smell for something like 56 straight days. Mm-hmm. So he's all like, I can't taste whiskey anymore. Mm. He goes, you pour me 105 proof. He goes, I, I can smell it and taste it like it's, or he said he can tell the alcohol content, but he can't taste the alcohol. Mm. Like he goes, he's, it's like he's drinking water that has like a, like a burn up in his nose. Like that, mm. that chemical part that doesn't mm-hmm. really have anything to do with smell or taste. Uh, he's like, other, and, and this dude's like basically, uh, I don't know what they call it for a, a, a whiskey enthusiast, but he's like a, a sommelier where he can tell you the origin it's from and the mm. different uh, the type of wood they put it in and it's all gone. So this like, is his life and his passion and yeah. It, like yeah. Nothing. But what I will Holy say shit. about those circumstances is that one of my co-workers had gotten COVID and she uh, got this soup that's like this really fucking harsh ass soup that helped to according to her helped her to start getting her sense of taste back again and uh, I've heard uh, anecdotal evidence that you, you go and you get that fucking severe shit that like burns or as is like extremely strong and that sort of seems to help some people who've had COVID to start getting that sensation back again. Yeah, so what this guy's doing, so I guess he's on episode three. So now he's doing it day by day. So mm-hmm. he's now each episode is him trying to get his palate back. Mm-hmm. So he's having his wife prepare uh, 
like a what do they call it a flight like mm-hmm. so several different ones and he'll sit down and take the sip and try and figure out if picking up on anything and write down some notes on it and then he'll flip the card over and he'll say what it was and he can see if he was actually picking up on stuff it's pretty interesting mm-hmm. uh, but dude 63 days that, mm-hmm. that's crazy that's yeah, insane. imagine not being able to taste anything you eat or drink for two straight months uh, it's wild dude mm-hmm. it's it's insane and that's the kind of shit where it's like oh did you hear about the covid side effects they get arm it hurt or the the vaccine their arm hurts and they're sick for two days it's like okay i would rather that than lose like even if i had no other symptoms losing the sense of taste and smell for fucking two months pass pass mm. pass no yeah thing. until you get i mean there, there were some instances of anaphylactic shock and there's been a lot of instances of bell's palsy uh based on these vaccines both the uh pfizer and moderna but it's like yeah but did it kill me no <laughs> were there, were there, were there could, did they give these people an EpiPen and they got better yeah <laughs> it's like yeah okay I, I think the cost benefit uh, analysis on this is still heavily favoring the vaccine well and it's not a lot of people that get Bell's palsy I heard it was it's very there's just been a couple it's, it's rare but the fact that compared to the side effects like the, the strong side effects you have for a lot of other vaccines that's a high amount relative to vaccine but yeah admittedly the odds are still very much in your favor that that won't be an issue for you yeah and I, I read there was a flu vaccine that caused some of this when, when, when some Bell's palsy popped up they just yanked the vaccine off the market you can't get it anymore and it's like okay well they yank that one they're not yanking these but uh, uh, bell's palsy inherently is temporary so right. it's like well, okay yeah not, not your always but up before. broadly it's temporary usually it only lasts a month yeah. there are permanent cases on occasion yeah but those you're talking the permanent cases are a small portion of all bell's palsy portions right we're talking about the, the number of bell's palsy called or caused by the vaccine is an infinitesimal portion of that exactly. how many of those are going to be permanent i'd say probably fuck zero <laughs> like, like the, the chances of that would be so outrageous uh anyway it, look dude like i said i i take it i don't give a shit i don't i don't want my mom to die of covid mm-hmm. and and have to and if she die if she if she were to get covid and pass away that would be horrible except a lot of people have died of it so i can't be like oh what was me well fucking we're, we'll be at half the million deaths in the united states here but at least i would know i didn't give it to her mm-hmm. i mean that's something i don't know if i could live with if we were at one of these family functions and i gave it to her holy shit dude like i i would have a really really difficult time living with that mm-hmm. um so uh, or if i gave it to my in-laws or something like that like i so i'll get it i don't give a shit um and i think if anybody's over the age of 65 i think you should probably get it i, I mean i don't know what what long-term effects do you think are going to hit you in the last 20 years of your life like i, I <laughs> like I, I don't know oh it gives me chronic knee pain like i don't know what and that's the other thing too so like we were talking about the mrna vaccine we have, there haven't been any successful ones but they have done plenty of human trials of these vaccines mm-hmm. and i've never heard of an mrna vaccine given for zika or one of the other uh, potential illnesses it was meant to treat uh giving anybody you know alzheimer's or early onset dementia i haven't heard any of that shit mm-hmm. so that means there, there have been people walking around for decades with mrna vaccines in their body has it, it been decades uh, i think it's been years i don't know if it's been decades um, let me see mrna vaccine testing history i guess that's a key point when was the first no oh man you're blocking me i gotta pay for this shit med page today <laughs> okay well maybe, maybe I, I misread a number that i saw at some point first mrna vaccine because i think I, I remember seeing that they tested it on like rabies so i guess maybe i thought that it was older since they'd use it on rabies at some point but i guess it's uh here's results first one two clinical vaccination trial with direct injection of mrna when is this titled this is from 2008 so that's 12 years yeah. what was this for i don't know what this is treating i, I just randomly pulled up some sure publish it uh some pubmed.gov from 2008 uh 
tell me what was this treaty? I guess it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, that's still 12 years. So that's still a fair amount of time to be checking on this shit. Yeah, you figure one of these people, like when we're talking long term, because that's what people are like, oh, well, what's going to happen to me doing a year, in a year or two years? And it's like, I don't know, dude. Like, honestly, well, the worst case scenario would be it would just wear off and would lose its effigy and you need to get, need to get a booster. I think that's, those are the long term effects is that it wears off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think that's number one. Yeah. That, you know, you're, you're your body and it keeps getting more and more potent. And then it's like, like what do you, I don't, I just don't understand what, I, but I do understand you are kind of editing your, your genes here with this kind of shit in a way. So it's weird, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to justify why I shouldn't be so freaked out about this, but mm. I, I, I don't know. Again, I think at the end of the day, the most important thing is that what you have to lose is, is greater by not getting it. Yeah, I guess so. And, sure. and, and by the same token for, for me, I mean, I was, I was compelled in part because I'm wanting to protect my partner, but also I'm, I, it's a, there's an opportunity to do something proactive. You know, I, I, if I didn't get the vaccine and then I did get COVID, I'd be so fucking pissed off that I had the opportunity to do something to prevent that from happening and didn't do it. And of course, if I get it, then that means I am passing it to my partner among other people potentially. And so I'm responsible for that happening to other people as well. Um, you know, I'm the one who's outside. I'm the one who has to interact with the public more often. So I don't need the, the guilt. I don't need the shame. And I don't need the, just the plain old, like just biting me on the ass bullshit of, of, of feeling responsible because I didn't get the vaccine. Um, and having gotten the vaccine, while I definitely had greater side effects than I've had from any vaccine I've ever gotten in the past, uh, they're not terrible. They're, you know, it's, it's fine. I, I was a lame for a few days. I, I'll forget this ever happened in a few weeks or a few months. Um, and if I, I, if the vaccine's effective, then I can actually start to forget about COVID, which we would all, we should all be so blessed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, again, like, like, like I said, I'm more concerned with the long, like, are we getting to get boosters every year? Like, what is it? What are we doing here? Like that, that's what I really want to know is how, how long do we kind of get some, um, some protection against it? But, yeah, and the way we're going to know is by getting it and then going from there. So. Yeah. We just got to fucking get it, dude. Yeah. We, we just got to get it. Like, uh, sorry. Like that there's look, I, I don't like having uh full auto insurance, but I got a car that requires that. So I had to go get it. It's just, that's back to life. Sorry. Uh, some shit, you just got to fucking suck it up. You know, <laughs> I, 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 it's so weird to me. Like uh, I was talking with my father and he was talking about how, uh, it used to be, they were prone to locking people up when they had tuberculosis, at least on house arrest, because it was so dangerous to the public that, you know, you weren't a criminal necessarily, but if you were out there when you weren't supposed to be, it was essentially a criminal act and you are exposing somebody to something that can be de- uh, very dangerous and even deadly. Um, so there's a criminality to that. So it's funny to me, you got all these people that are talking about, they're trying to take our rights and stuff. It's like, well, the more you guys act in a criminal fashion, the more likely you are to lose those rights because we take rights away from criminals and you're acting in a criminal fashion, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, you said some shit's bigger than you and you're usually misguided assertions about what your actual rights are and what actual, you know, things like censorship and stuff actually are, what that actually means in real life and legal, you know, actual legal circles and stuff. So, uh, yeah, so you, we all have to do shit we don't want to fucking do, but you got to fucking suck it up. Welcome to being a grown up. Yeah. Well, and like I was at my mom's place and, uh, her, her sister, my, my aunt was there. Who's a freaking loony tune who was back in the Obama years, sending me chain emails about how he's a Muslim and this medal that he's wearing on his jacket. So she's like a really early on Fox news. Clone, right? type, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so she was there and she even brought something about are y'all, which one of y'all are going to get the vaccine for y'all even going to get this vaccine. And I was all like, Oh yeah, yep. Going to get it. And it was like, it got real quiet. Cause I'm sure she should be like, Arr. and I should have just been like, why you think, you think Bill Gates is going to put a chip in you? Or something <laughs> like that. It's like, she, she's uh 70 has extreme lung issues. Like even worse than my mom's asthma. My aunt's asthma is, it's way worse. 
She's got heart issues. You should get the fucking vaccine. You should get it. Like, sorry, uh, I hate to break it to you, but you should you should get it. If anybody should get it, you should get it. You know what I mean? It's just just fucking stupid. Hey, hey old lady, take my seat. <laughs> like, I, exactly. It's like you should be asking if I'm gonna get it. You should be getting, it, or I should get it to protect you. Either way, you should be thrilled. Uh, it's just it's wild, dude. I I, I don't. I, don't I, I just want to point out that Friday the Thirteenth I didn't watch because I felt like it was a bait and switch because I was expecting it to have something to do with Jason and it never did. So I watched an episode or so and didn't continue with it. I tried watching Freddy's New Nightmares for a while there, but it just wasn't oh, very good. Horrible. Yeah, it just wasn't very good. At least at least he was there to host it, but no, they weren't that great. Uh, I did watch a fair few tales of the from the dark sides. I I, I always was creeped out by that opening and closing music. Yes, the black and white mm-hmm. kind of going through the uh, cemetery, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or no, really, wasn't yeah, even that, was- that. It's it's just trees, like you know, in a in a rural area that's like what real secluded. The in the background, maybe these giant stones. I remember. I remember very unnerving. It was a very mm-hmm. unnerving intro. And I definitely liked uh, the Twilight Zone. I watched much of the '80s series because they ran that in syndication. And I watched a fair few of the old black and white ones too. That's part of why I, I suppose I love Richard Matheson and I love Rod Serling. You know, if you tell me they're involved in something, I'm yeah. much more inclined to check it out than I would be otherwise. Oh, um, but of, of the '80s one, uh, you'll you'll this will be totally predictable. The one of my favorite ones from the '80s one was where this guy was a huge Elvis fan and he travels back in time and actually meets Elvis and he tries to play Elvis some of his songs and they get into a fight and he accidentally kills Elvis. He kills Elvis yeah. and he ends up returning. Yes, I remember that one. I remember that one and I remember the one where language changes mm-hmm. and this guy has to relearn. Like he talks normal but everyone's like, dad caught? Hot? Where? Jump? Now? And he's like, what? And he's speaking regular English but everyone else is ch- talking gibberish and the episode ends with him in a, like a child's room and he's looking at the like a, a book. Instead of car, it says purple. Mm-hmm. Instead of dog, it says like planet and so every word means something completely different and i remember thinking that's really fucked up like that's really really fucked up well, that's that's a stroke that's what happens to people after they have a stroke is they oh, really? can't they cannot connect the item the, the the concept the the noun to the correct word you know the, the the lines are not connecting the right places so they know what they mean to say they know what they're trying to communicate but their their brain there's a disconnect and they can't get that out you know they say purple instead of car and they know what they mean yeah. but they can't communicate it because the the wires just not connecting correctly. Okay, so maybe that's that was a play on that. I, I never yeah. knew that, but well, I just found that very interesting and frightening. It, it makes ter- perfect sense, though, you love Twilight Zone because you love what, what if stories so much, and every single Twilight yes. Zone is a what oh, if, yes. you know? What I was going to say real quick, besides Friday the 13th, the series which I enjoyed was also Monsters. I never watched Monsters. It, it, it never, I, that uh, was, I think that ran on either WGN or USA, and I didn't have cable when that show was running, and I never caught it in syndication, so I just never had the opportunity to watch Monsters. I told Fryho, the one that always sticks in my head is, if I, I don't remember the episode crystal clear because i saw it back then is the one where this guy has a bed and i think it brings him good fortune but he has to bring women to the bed and then it turns out it's an actual monster like when they lay on the bed it eats them and then it brings him good fortune because he's feeding it and then he meets a woman of his dreams he goes to her house she, he sits on a couch and the couch attacks him it turns out she had the same thing but it was a couch <laughs> so it, and i remember thinking i remember thinking like that's pretty fucking cool <laughs> like and i was a kid <laughs> at the time um it was just fucking weird I, I i don't remember a lot of the episodes of monsters but that one for some reason stuck with me so it's funny i do a bit of a dive research wise on both of those shows because uh, on the first episode of zombie cast i was trying to look at george romero's first or second first i think it was uh, i i was looking at the stuff romero did after gone of the dead and his company produced both tales from the dark side and monsters so i i did a lot of research related to that but i didn't actually watch any episodes oh yeah i i just remember enjoying that show as a kid uh, but again also tv was so basic back then we had like what uh four channels mm-hmm. and unless you had cable i just remember usa was the shit because they had the USA Express cartoons and they played more movies than most channels did. Mm-hmm. I was more of a TBS so. guy. It was particularly 
and we've talked about Night Flight plenty of times, but um, oh yeah, 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 I like TVS a lot. Uh, USA and Lusso. Yeah, but that came out. That was on regular TV, wasn't it? No, TV. They that was on TVS. Now they might have done Night like Flight, a syndicated Night version. Was, was Night Flight USA? No, Night Flight was TVS, if I remember correctly, because USA, USA had uh, up all night with either Gilbert Gottfried or Ron Desheer. Oh, that's right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, and they always tended to have you're Trasher right. stuff like Slime Bowlerama. Who, who had the music show at the end? Uh, it was also a music show that came on Friday. Well, I mean, you had Friday night videos on NBC. On Saturday night, I think go, ABC night. did one, and then TBS had Night Flight that had videos as well. So that's right. Oh, oh, oh I got to tell you this fucking shit too because it's so goddamn depressing. Okay, so randomly, I'm just working on probably some podcast thing or something, and just out of the blue, Crystal Gales, um, have you left the one you left before? Popped in my head. I don't know where the fuck this shit came from. There's no reason for that to be in my head, but I'm like, God, I haven't heard that certain song in a long ass time. So I go ahead and I put it on YouTube, and I'm watching the video, and it's like, God damn, I forgot how pretty Crystal Gale was with her long hair and everything. You remember Crystal? Gale, right? No. Nope. And don't it make my brown eyes? Don't it make my brown eyes? Don't it make my brown eyes blue? You know that one, sure. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Never saw the song, but I know the song. Yeah. I've never seen the singer. Well, the, 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 song. the singer has, it, it, you can't have missed her. She had nearly floor length hair. She had oh, like wow. like a brown black hair and it came all the way down to like her ankles. You really don't remember that? No. She did guest appearances on TV shows. I think she was on like a fall guy and shit. So, and I think she might have even had her own variety show at one point. At the very least, she appeared in other people's. So anyway. I watched very little fall guy. Well, I, was, I was an A team guy. So, uh, okay. Well, you could, you didn't have to choose between them. They had, you could watch either one. You know, they weren't on the no, same you time. Had to, damn it. There was a line drawn. They were not on the same time. There were different networks, but they were not on the same time. You could watch I, them both. Either you were with the Fall Guy and all his white friends, or you were with the with the woke crew of the A team. So where does Magna Pi and Simon and Simon fall on the spectrum? Uh, Simon and Simon, that's a good one. Because I mean, you have TC on well, Magna Pi. He's been he's been incorporated by like the white supremacists now with his Hawaiian shirt, so he's doomed. <laughs> I mean, you had a white man going onto an island of Hawaiian and you know Hawaiian people and strutting his stuff with a gun. Uh, you would say almost very Christopher Columbus like. Well, I mean, we know that Tom and- Selleck is a right winger. So, you know, you, I can see where you're going with this. Yeah. And Simon and Simon. I really did like Simon and Simon quite a bit, though. Yeah. Well, if I remember correctly, it came uh, on after Magna P.I. It was a good little block of detective action. Yeah. I totally forgot. About it. And then there was what? What was the one with the helicopter and the robot? That uh, the helicopter was Magna P.I., right? I don't no, remember the robot. No, no. That, that, yeah, that was TC. TC? Mm-hmm. TC, yeah. TC mm-hmm. flew the helicopter. No, there was a program where it was two Vietnam, for some reason, I guess at that time, everyone was a Vietnam vet. Mm-hmm. But it was two Vietnam vets that flew a giant Vietnam type helicopter. Airwolf? That was like pink. It had like a mouth on it, and they had a nerdy guy with them with a robot. Blue Thunder? Blue Thunder, dude. Okay. Was it Blue Thunder? Or Airwolf? Those are the two no, helicopter shows. No, I Airwolf was the helicopter yeah. with the. Uh, Jan Michael Bor- Vincent. Uh, was it Borg 9. Yeah, Nurse Borg 9. Blue Thunder yeah. was the helicopter movie with Roy Snyder. But they did a TV show too, I thought. No, I think it's. Ain't it like. Not Tropic Thunder. I think they're. No, not Tropic Thunder. That was the Ben Stiller movie. Yeah. I just remember that show. Th- I remember thinking, oh, that's kind of cool. Robots and nerds. Like. <laughs> well, I had a story go. Uh, so I'm watching the Crystal Gale videos, and that gets me into like some other you know stuff a lot of, of 70s appearances on things like solid gold and shit and then they land on this shit called um country roads tv and so it's so peculiar you've got what must be affluent white people and they're you know playing up their their rural heritage you know the real america that kind of bullshit but they're obviously like yeah. probably people who like worked at oil companies and stuff and they've got some decent money and so what they do is they've got this set that looks like a diner but it's obviously a closed set 
that. It's not really a diner. They just have a bunch of people dressed up as other, and they might actually serve some food too. Uh, and they have another set where it's like a living room in like a nursing home, like a higher end nursing home or an assisted living community and shit. And so it's all these old people sitting around watching these country stars of the seventies and eighties do their music because it hit me that those are the ones that are still alive. <laughs> the ones from the sixties are mostly dead at this point. So it's really the guy, the ones from the seventies and eighties. And so what hits me is all these acts that I'd see it like the Houston livestock show and rodeo or the Gillies rodeo and shit. Uh, all the stuff, that, the guys who are big when, you know, uh, country was cool, you know, like Barbara Mayandrell used to talk about. Yeah. And it hit me. It's like, okay, all those people that were young and beautiful when I was a kid, I, I am older than they were when they were in their prime easily. And so they still look decent. You know, they're definitely like our parents' ages and shit. But then it hit me that all the people that were like full grown adults, like in their 30s or so back then, those fuckers are all in their 70s and 80s now. They are old as fuck. And so if they're <laughs> old as fuck, that means I'm pretty fucking old because I'm older than all those people were back then. So it just, it, my, my, all the, the weight of all those years just hit me so hard watching all the people that, that I would have been, you know, running between their legs at the Gillies Rodeo are now fucking on their way out the door. They're, they're just about dead at this point. They're sitting around watching Crystal Kale, you know? Uh, so I, I just had to share you that bit of existential angst. I, I, I thought you would be there a little bit with me, but if you don't remember Alab- the guy from Alabama and shit, then I don't know if that's nope. really, really resonate with you. No, that was, that, that, that wasn't my role. Real quick, that show I was talking about, Riptide. Okay, that's vaguely familiar. I didn't watch Riptide. Yeah. Wasn't there a boat? No, it was a giant helicopter that was pink that had like a mouth on it, like it was screaming, which always freaked me out as a kid. Nah, I never and watched like stop crime. They would stop crime with a helicopter, <laughs> like this big ass helicopter. <laughs> for a while there, I was first when I was young, I was really obsessed with helicopter for a while. Mm-hmm. Like I used to love I would watch a show just because it had a helicopter in it. Helicopters just, are cool. I, it always blew my mind. It was like defying physics that this thing was flying. Did you ever ride a helicopter? Uh yes, several times. Uh, I, I actually had a friend in high school. We were joking about it, and I remember mentioning how, you know, I if I had ever joined the services, I was gonna be a, a helicopter pilot because I just found it fascinating. It, it, the way it looks, it doesn't look like it should fly. Mm-hmm. It makes, you know, it blows my mind when I see it. And um, apparently a guy I went to school with, his dad, oh no, his uncle was a pilot. And so one time we drove out to the airfield and I, th- I thought we were going to do something else. And he's like, no, no, we're going to go for a helicopter flight. And I'm like, what? And we flew around in a helicopter. And I, I was fucking freaking out the whole time, dude, because I kept feeling like we should fall out of the fucking sky. Like <laughs> you, you, you defy God's laws by flying this damn thing. We should be falling out of the sky. That was fucking cool as shit, though. Yeah, well, I love how they but just yeah, can I, kind of plop down wherever and then pick up wherever. Oh, yeah, I mean, just the fact the way they li- I mean, I get lift and drag and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it, if, if if you were to fly a helicopter in, say, the, the 1900, it would blow their fucking minds away. <laughs> no, right? Because it looks like it shouldn't fly. Yeah, it's just this object that goes up and then goes vertical. It's just crazy. Uh, or hard, yeah. I, I had not been to the Strawberry Festival in decades. And so uh, I just was like, hey, yes, Peter, let's go helic- do that. I took that. I flew that one, too. That was my other way. Yeah. And so I, I go and I, I pay my money and I, I get in. I'm, I'm still a little bit unsure if this was the smart play to go. But once we're up there and they're doing the little side turns and shit, I fucking loved that shit. It, it really did. I, I, yeah. I thought about you and I thought about Vietnam movies. I just felt like that was a good combination, <laughs> you know? Um, and then, of course, when we land, I go the wrong way and I start heading toward the tail blade. So I'm lucky I didn't rip my fucking face off. Looked like the fucking guy from uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead or some shit. Um, so, but thankfully, they stopped me from killing myself on accident. Well, see, I flew one. So we flew the, my friend's uncle, uh, the one at the Strawberry Festival. And then when I went skydiving, they had helicopter pilots there. Mm-hmm. And we paid, I think I was one of my birthdays, a friend of mine, she had never ridden a helicopter. No, no, I'm taking it back. When we went to Vegas, too, we did the Vegas helicopter ride, which was okay. It was, that one was different because it was nighttime, which mm-hmm. was kind of cool. I'd never flown at night like that before. What, what difference does it but make in terms that, of your perception? Huh? What difference does it make for you in terms of your perception? Um, For me, it was a little disorient, disorienting mm-hmm. because it's dark and lights because the guy was 
doing so they can't fly on the strip so they fly around the strip mm-hmm. and so you could do that one or you could do the one where they took you into the canyons and shit like that mm-hmm. and the pilot was going kind of fast and he was banking really hard mm-hmm. so as you turn sideways and then you come back the other way and then you go uh, to me i was kind of thrown off a little bit mm-hmm. plus you know i had a couple of drinks and it didn't hurt <laughs> but it was, yeah i mean it was it was different but it was kind of cool we did that and that was kind of cool so yeah i've, I've ridden in them a few times and i've enjoyed it And also, let, let's be honest, there's the guy, the people who used to work there aren't getting that money they need either. You know, I, I hear from people that have been out of work since March. Uh, and it's like, I don't, you know, I don't know what would have become of me if I'd been out of work since March. Uh, if I, if I didn't have the, the, a career as opposed to a job like I used to have, I, I don't know what would have happened to me if I'd gone that long without getting any kind of work. Um, so I, I, I can't imagine what some of these folks are going through. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm glad it ain't me, but I, you know, I, if if it were me, I don't know where I'd be right now. Um, you'd be fucking delivering pizzas or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Middle Being fucking a fucking wage. DoorDash driver or some shit mm-hmm. like that. Like, it's, uh, it's fucking wild, dude. And, I, 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 yeah. and what happens if the core craps out and you're making minimum fucking wage with, you know, people stiffing you on tips and shit, you know? Yeah. Fucking horror show. Yeah, th- these are not, like, these people are, you know, Uber drivers slash Lyft drivers slash DoorDash slash Eats slash, you know what I mean? And they're just mm-hmm. whatever at buzzes, that's what they go do, mm-hmm. you know? And that's how they try and make ends meet and the shit's fucked up but that's kind of what happens when you we were a service industry now or a country we're not we don't make shit mm-hmm. so there's just like like these are the jobs that are yeah. left like fucking wild dude yeah. crazy 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 um i mean look this i, I feel the same way so i can only imagine if you're somebody who is less skilled or trained you know like you said you don't have a career mm-hmm. if you were just working a fucking job i, I don't know i don't know what the hell you do right now mm-hmm. other than go work in fast food or deliver pizzas or some shit um because those seem to be steady job where was i today i was somewhere today where they were like oh it's like circle k a convenience store they were like immediate hire like immediate interviews as soon as you so i guess that's something that people would, could still do is work at a convenience store and that's strange man yeah. which you know given the uh the positive numbers we're getting it might be they're just cycling through people oh you got the COVID, okay well, we'll you step aside we'll bring in the next one uh so man that's that seems like a real bad scene yeah uh, I, I don't know it's it's bizarre man like i said i i feel like uh, i think it's sort of a, uh, i don't know i feel like it hasn't gotten as bad as it probably could have been, mm-hmm. but I still feel like we ha- the effects are going to go on for so long. We're just you know, these industries may be holding on by a thread right now, and it seems like oh everything's kind of okay right now. Everything you know, we're everybody's you know making it, and you know they're scraping through and da 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 da. But even if things turn around, it may be too late, mm-hmm. right? And just they still all fucking fall apart. Which which is why I thought in the very beginning of this, a lot of the companies who were just giving up immediately, and I was like okay, well you were already just hanging on, and you were trying to wait for an excuse. Uh, whereas I think some some industries that were that were well are now very sick because mm-hmm. of it and those are the ones that we're going to see collapse later uh, which just fucking sucks dude and you know but it does kill me because while other countries are having spikes too so many of them handle it so much better than us and it just infuriates me that they're like going to the movie theaters right now you know it just pisses me off that even with the problems they had they still managed to handle it well enough to where they have relatively normal where we're just in still deep in the shit and, and will be for some time to come it looks like yeah and I think that's the one thing that people need to stop 
stop making well i mean look canada's locked back down again mm-hmm. but they're paying people to be locked down so mm-hmm. you know I, that that's the frustrating thing is that we just keep doing all this half-ass shit that's what fucking bothers me Can we just do one thing that's all just let's do one thing either we lock down and you guys pay us until we get through this shit and the virus is is not running rampant or just fucking let everything open up and it's chaos and we can go to movie theaters and you know i don't, I don't know it's just weird yeah. anyway man i guess i'll let you go okay yeah again there's not a lot to talk about right now hopefully in the next few weeks things will start to get better and we'll actually have some kind of a life to discuss how you gonna fix this I really didn't figure you or, or or Mac would really want anything to do with the Dick Tracy discussion. You know, I don't. I, don't I know talk that. about the movie. I thought the movie was fucked up. I always liked the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, shocker here. Madonna's the killer, the faceless killer. <laughs> uh, Pacino and all them. They were all grotesque looking characters. I, I always thought Dustin Hoffman's mumbles was kind of cool. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they play back the recording. Yeah. Big boy did it. Big boy did it. Big boy did it. <laughs> and then I, I always thought it was weird that Dick Tracy didn't have his nose. Yeah. Or the chin. Yeah. I, I, I think that was like that was like kind of I, I mean I didn't read Dick Tracy but I remember seeing the comic all the time and the nose was kind of it's supposed to give him that hard edge newer look mm. and then you have Warren Beatty and I'm like Warren Beatty right I'm like uh, you don't look like no. Dick Tracy he's so soft you know yeah he's so I, I what I pointed out I think I read this in a period review was it in, the, in that movie the coat was wearing him yes yeah uh, he yeah. looked like somebody who was pretending to pretend to be Dick Tracy yeah I the the accents all wrong but I thought Tommy Lee Jones would be better you know to have that kind of feel and uh, Chuck was saying Tom Selleck he shaved the mustache that could have seen that working too but basically anybody but Beatty that guy is just such a puss that I just couldn't buy him as Dick Tracy well, like, I mean, once you see Mickey, Mickey Rooney as uh, a Marv from Sin City mm, Mickey Rourke what? Mickey Rourke I'm sorry Mickey Rourke <laughs> I'm picturing I fucking Breakfast at Tiffany's with the fucking the offensive Chinese uh, yeah. yeah I meant Mickey Rourke yeah uh, when you watch him in uh, Sin City Sin yeah. City I'm like, okay, that kind of looked like Dick Tracy. I mean, that's mm. more of a hardcore Dick Tracy's killing people, but mm. you know, yeah, but I it guess. should be something. If, if you're going to have the grotesques look like that, you got to have some. You got to have the balls to do some of the the regular people too. Yeah. So yeah, it, 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 I enjoy the movie. Um, it's it, but it's more for the production design. It's such a great looking movie. Um, and the guests and the cameos are fun, but the most lead actors suck. You know, so it's it's not. Yeah. You know, that's a problem. Is it that one with Manny Patinkin as well? He's in that one. With, yeah, it's about 88 keys. Yeah. 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 Uh, and also, uh, did you ever read the comic? Nope. They did a comic. Kyle Baker drew it. The first two books are really fucking good. That's why I want, one of the main reasons why I wanted to do a podcast about it is it's a three book series. The third book is an adaptation of the movie and it kind of sucks. You know, it's just not very good. And it, it sucks too because they made Kyle Baker redraw all the Dick Tracy faces to look more like Warren Beatty. And he, yeah. and Beatty hated the, the way he was drawn. So the, after all that, he, he liked like one panel of all the entire book that Kyle Baker drew and they made him keep redrawing the faces over and over again to try to satisfy him and they never fucking could oh that's shitty yeah but the the first two books it you know what it reads a lot like young uh year one batman year one it mm-hmm. kind of it looks a little like it and it plays that way it's much darker they've got like murders and shit and uh it's a grim and gritty depression era gangster story uh and it's really fucking good and then they get to the movie adaptation it's like eh, 
and that's hot. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. I might have to if I see a I, you know. I've got the trade. It's an issue. I might check it out. Yeah, uh, they, tough to find. It's not an easy one to find. Oh, really? But but I've got the trade paperback, so I can kick that your way, especially now that I've reread it. And I also read the Dick Tracy Forever that Michael Avon Oming did, and the Dick Tracy Dead or Alive that uh, Mike uh, Michael Allred and Rich Tommaso did. So mm-hmm. I finished those. All for I, research. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I actually I have an interest in Dick Tracy. I'm, I'm not going to go back and read the fucking dumbass comic strip, but I was interested in him in comic book, particularly that one comic because it was good. Um, and the Dick Tracy Forever was kind of cool too. I, Michael Avon Oming did a good job of updating him, but the the Mike Allred miniseries is pretty bad. It's it's just like it doesn't work. He tries to do a bunch of changes, and it just it's it reads like a dirty, uh, hairy comic book, but not as good as that would have been either. So it just doesn't. It's uh-huh. too trying to be too many different things for too many different people. It doesn't work. But I have all three of these, so the next time I see you, I can bring it your way. But the, especially the Kyle Baker one's really pretty fucking cool. At least two thirds okay. of it's really fucking cool. Okay, so we got sidetracked on that one again. <laughs> You're entering a dimension of Alan Middleton, Dr. Ange, Baby Skeletor, Chris at Bad Books for Beginners, Chris Lydon, Daniel French, Rich Bonius Sound Design, Delvin, Van Holes Podcast, Green Lantern HG, No Evil Shall Escape My Sight, Gregory Litchfield, The Hammer Strikes, Geeky Stuff and Voiceover, History of Comics on Film, I Was Joe Crawford, It's Plastic Man, Jeffrey Brown of Earth 16. One zero. Jenna Reagan, JMT Productions, Keith G. Baker, Logoist Raju, Luke Giaconetti at Earth Destruction Directive, Martin Gray, Mike at Send Aliens to Me, Paul Matthew Carr, Resurrections, a Warlock and Thanos podcast, Randy Caldwell, Reverend Odell Abner Dracula, Ryan Daly, Scott X, Secret Wars and Beyond podcast, Stimbot 5000, Tim Price, Podcrasher, Ufta, Weapon Extra, Transgender Cyborg. Richard G. tweeted, Thanks for the ad. Flattered that I'm even on this list. Wow, great talents I need to explore further. Chris Dunford tweeted, I had one English class with Matt Roth in college, and you could tell he was good, but I'm just blown away by the phenomenal success he's had. And finally, one of the eighth sage added of the Lovecraft Country episode. Awesome. I've been looking forward to seeing this, and now I have a podcast to look forward to as well. Thanks, Rolls Vine Podcasts. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, we could make the podcasts that they never could. In time, you will know what it is like to cross over. To feel so desperately that the comic is right, yet to fail all the same. Read it. 
run from it. March 2021 still arrives. Evacuate the network. Engage all defenses. And get this man a cold Mountain Dew. Ooh, cold Mountain Dew. I haven't tried one of those. Nah, nah, nah. Make it warm. Thank you. Fun isn't something one considers when podcasting an event. But this <laughs> does put a smile on my face. the hell are you guys? The Merry Marvel Marching Society. We don't know where we're going, but we're on the way. A podcasting crossover mega event in the spirit of JL May. Coming in March 2021. Covering Marvel's fall crossover event, Axe. Of vengeance. A cabal of evil threatens the Avengers and the entire Marvel Universe. Doctor Doom, the Red Skull, Kingpin, Doctor Doom, Magneto, the Wizard, Doctor Doom, the Mandarin, and Doctor Doom have banded together to pit Earth's mightiest heroes against foes they have never faced before. An array of heroes face enemies they are totally unfamiliar with. But who is secretly pulling the vengeful cabal's strings? And can the Avengers take down the true mastermind before his hidden scheme succeeds? Featuring podcasts from Third Degree Burn, Back to the Bins, Avenger Spotlight, Coffee and Comics, Comic Book Time Machine, Doom Speak, Van Holes Podcast, Fire and Water Podcast Network, Head Speaks, Into the Weird, Justice, not entirely dissimilar to Lightning, a Thunderbolts podcast, Longbox Crusade, Married with Comics, The Quantum Cast, Resurrections, an Adam Warlock podcast, Rolled Spine podcasts, and Views from the Longbox. Marching its way to your favorite podcatchers and hosting sites in 2021. Act of Vengeance, a true story. We should, we should just backdoor talk a little bit about that Synthil Mandarin. Be like, well, why was Iron Man's little Mandarin? Well, he was in this great three-parter. Let's talk like at least 10, five, 10 minutes about this one too. Oh, somebody else has got yeah. it? Oops. Well, like you said, he, he, he's in the he's in the Avengers issue too. So um, he was all over the place, I guess. I don't know, man. Okay. Well, if he is in an Avengers issue, you want to check to make sure somebody, whether or not somebody's already grabbed it because we can incorporate I mean, he, that I, as well. I mean, he definitely is. I, I, I specifically remember the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I search for it, it's Avengers. 
Avengers 313. Because yeah. I know the some of the Avengers stuff has been grabbed, but I know that not all of it was grabbed. There's a lot of Avengers stuff left on the table still. I think it was just like the first one or two parts that tied into Acts of Vengeance. So. Where's the X-Men? Oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, uh, that's right. Because instead of putting the full Acts of Vengeance banner on it, they just put it up in the corner. Man, it's a badass cover of him and Wolverine. Mm-hmm. That was a badass mm-hmm. story arc. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was some peak Jim Lee there. That's when he was first yeah. really trying to blow people away. Yeah, and so was the, the second one with him with uh, Psylocke and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Let's grab those X-Men issues, too. <laughs> <laughs> now, somebody's so already claimed did. those officially, but we can back door and talk about them a little bit as a side thing. So I wouldn't go for like full plot three. synopsis, but we could acknowledge, oh yeah, Banner into that. That was great, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk for like five, ten minutes or some shit. Yeah, three issues of Acts of Vengeance? I want to say it was a three-parter. It was two or three. I know it was a minimum of two-parter, but I want to say it was a three-parter. Because I know there was the one cover with Mandarin and Lady Psylocke on the cover, and then there was the one where it's Wolverine and I think the Mandarin in armor fighting on the cover, and I don't remember if there was another... Oh yeah, I think the third part was him sitting in Indian style or something. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe that was the splash page but i know those two definitely were it was a minimum of two parts yeah no yeah it was three because the first one was with psylocke and that armor and mm-hmm. the mandarin in like the suit standing mm-hmm. behind her and the second one was wolverine slashing the mandarin mm-hmm. um and then the third one was wolverine like vegetated out with psylocke holding him uh, okay i guess they were all three issues i don't know what i'm talking about Let's see wolverine's all three issues. Was, well we're doing three for iron man and i just mm-hmm. searched avengers and that's three issues and x-men was three issues so oh who drew this stuff who was doing Wolverine at that time? The Wolverine solo title? Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't even know if Vax Vengeance tied into Wolverine, did it? Well, how did it? Something popped up when I was searching. Because a lot of times they wouldn't include the Buck 75 stuff with the other title. Yeah, Wolverine number 19. Okay, so it's just the one part though? Oh, that's all I'm seeing. Was that burned oh, then? Someone's got him in a chokehold. This is a weird looking issue. Let me see. Number 19. Yeah, John Byrne. The cover does not look like John Byrne. Mm-hmm. Cover up. Yeah, it says cover up John Byrne. This shit does not look like John Byrne to me. Yeah. I, I think he had somebody like Klaus Janssen inking him and make, just ruining it, basically. Oh, uh, yeah. Inker Klaus Janssen. So, yeah, maybe Klaus Janssen fucked that shit up. Yeah, yeah. I can see that now. That looks like uh, Klaus's work. Tiger Shark. That's got him in the chokehold. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I can picture the cover now. So, then what was issue 20? Acts of Vengeance. More Tiger Shark. Now, this looks like fucking. I have never seen these cover on my phone like Sister Sin and Rough House. Now Rough House was a Wolverine generated villain. But that wasn't that wouldn't be the Act of Vengeance version. Bro, like like Wolverine issue number twenty one, I have never seen this comic before in my life. Mm-hmm. And if you told me John Byrne drew that, I would tell you you're a fucking Nimrod. That, <laughs> God yeah, Klaus Jansen was just fucking working this dude over. So it was like Wolverine only got two issues, nineteen and twenty. Yeah, uh John Romita Jr. just finished his run on Superman and there was a Jansen Inc. cover, and I'm just like I, I know people uh can take or leave John Romita Jr. sometimes but the fact that Klaus Janssen has been his preferred inker for the better part of 30 years I don't think it did him any fucking favors it did Klaus a huge fucking favor but I don't right. think it did John Romita Jr. any fucking favors especially on a book like Superman why the fuck would you want Klaus Janssen on that it'd be one thing if it's Punisher cool okay that, that's giving that a rough edge that makes sense but fucking Superman should be sleek and Klaus ain't sleek <laughs> so Doctor Strange's acts of vengeance was against Hobgoblin Hobgoblin I think Morbius was in there somewhere around that time maybe but definitely Hobgoblin he has three issues all, and the last time I checked all three of them were available but I didn't want to get greedy and it's not like that's a particularly beloved period of Doctor Strange although I think Jackson Geist might have still been doing it so it's probably not too bad but I'm not familiar enough with that era to feel like I should stake a claim that's one of those where if nobody else took it up then I'd take it up but if there's somebody who actually actively wants it I didn't want to get in their way but I definitely remember that Hobgoblin cover Juggernaut yeah. fix him I'd like to fuck with that one maybe but eh. who? what about Hulk 
What was Hulk's axe of vengeance? Uh? He definitely had one. I want to say it was a rhino. I think that was that issue that Bill oh, Jaska drew. Uh, but like I said, Bailey already took that one. Uh, Gray Oil. Wasn't that the Christmas issue with Gray Hulk and uh, Rhino? I, I'm looking at the gargoyle. Must have uh, just turned the Hulk into an into unmoving stone. Too bad no one told the Hulk. It's a Gene Colan cover. Hmm. Gene Colan on a Hulk cover from ninety. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I've never seen it before. Hmm. Hulk number three sixty three. Three sixty. Oh shit. Three sixty three. Okay. Unless uh, I'm interpreting this fucking uh, signature at the bottom. No, it may be because that that's a, that was that weird period where I think Purvis was on his way out and they Dale Keown hadn't fully come on yet. Um, that would have been before the Madman arc or whatever that arc was called where they started integrating Dale Keown into it. So that was weird. I, I have most of the issues, or I did. I no longer have them, but, but back in the day when I was collecting Hulk, I had most of the Purvey, if not all the Purvey issues, uh, up through uh, shit, up through the Mike Deodato Jr. run. But there were a few odds and ends that I missed, and they were right around about that time period, around the 360s. So maybe that's one of the ones I never got around to reading. I well, surely I wouldn't per- actually see got a great gargoyle story for damn sure. Purvis did the uh, interiors apparently. Okay, but Gene Colan was the cover artist. Weird. Well, it's not like Purvis's covers were necessarily all that well received more often than not. I like his stuff, but I, I, he wasn't for everybody. That's why he never blew up. I'll just get one. Oh my god, who did this cover? Ooh, that is a terrible wall time. It's more two. Yeah, I guess Hulk just got one uh, X of Vengeance issue. Peter David was never really wild about those kind of crossovers, so he probably just did the minimum and got the hell out of there. Yeah, surprised he did it at all. He didn't just use it as well, a excuse to get up. He wasn't Peter David yet, so that's that's why. Especially with McFarlane gone, he he wasn't Peter David yet. Wild man.